What's going on? Welcome in, Connor O'Neill, Wade Zanketa. Uh, I am fighting some kind of bug. I don't know what. Uh, so my voice sounds a little hoarse and choppy. Connor, on the other hand, wearing his nice turf traditions Rough Riders hat. Uh, looking damn snazzy, Connor. Man, my my goal is to now get them all. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I was in BC, couldn't find one uh, in and around the BC or in and around the Vancouver area. Uh, Ottawa, I feel like if they still have them would be the next easiest one or Toronto, I guess. But I'm trying to get them. I'm trying to get them. Blacking them like Infinity Stones. I, I see. want the starter jackets too. Oh, those are. We sick. had to talk about those. Yeah. In our text chain last week. Yeah. Um. So, obviously, news kind of hit the fan last week. We did not find time to record a Thursday episode. Uh, probably for the best, I want to say because we now have more information gathered about a certain former Division Two football program located out in Vancouver area. Um. Wow, Simon Fraser. Okay, so FYI, we are having Jim Mullen on later this week because Jim is A, the president, B, the king, and C, can tell us all about what is going on uh, with Simon Fraser, with the CFL support, with the U Sports bid that was not actually done by Teresa Hansen. What? That was the thing, like, late last week when this was all coming out that was kind of, like, confusing to me was the back and forth and the conflicting reports. Like, you had SFU saying, oh, we did put in a U Sports proposal and it got rejected, and then U Sports comes out and they're like, whoa, 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 hold on. Wait, no, what? you did not. <laughs> and then and then Simon Fraser is like, oh, yeah, no, you're right, we didn't. Like It was too difficult for yeah. us to complete. Uh, B.S. Did you see the did you see the uh the video that came out as well? Of the players having to shovel off their own field for the Shrumble practice, or what video are you talking about? No, there's also a video that came out of uh Teresa Hansen. I guess there was some sort of like closed door meeting. Uh Teresa Hansen was answering questions about the football situation. And there were some really good points that were raised. Like I heard a couple of a couple of players saying, okay, well. Or sorry, I don't know if it was players or not, but I heard a couple of people saying that, you know, okay, well, why why couldn't we have still had because they had one year left in the in the Lone Star Conference? Why could we have not played that out? You know, you could have told us that after this year we're looking at shutting the program down, but why couldn't we have played the season out, got the the guys that need tape, let them get their film, let them get their tape, try to move on to the next level and then deal with it as the season goes on versus just shutting it down right right here and now. And she kind of just goes, well, it was a difficult decision and just didn't answer the question. And that was kind of like every answer of like a 25-minute video. It was just kind of like, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult decision that needed to be made or it was a difficult decision and that was it. Like didn't answer any question, just kind of skirted around them. I know we don't swear much, but the shit that this AD is putting these players through is absolutely ridiculous. Like, to say that you, A, fight for your students and as an athletic director, you're supposed to put your students in the best 
situations to succeed and to help your school achieve success both on and off the field, blah, 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 student athletes. A, these children, students, young athletes now no longer have a place to play post-secondary athletics. B, think of the mental toll this is going to take as they go into exam season. C, you were hiring coaching staffs, which are grown men with families most of the time, to move across and uproot families knowing that you're going to shut the program. And you can't even do the due diligence of looking for a different place to play. Guess what? You're in the Division Two conference, Lone Star Conference. You weren't even successful in that. So I tweet out, like, of course, Star Wars, uh, Emperor Palpatine saying, like, your arrogance blinds you. It does. You have this hubris about you that you believe because you're Canada's only NCAA school that you're somewhat above U sports. And that's why you didn't want to put in a <clears throat> put in a application. I'm sorry, but there's players that turn down your school to go to places in Canada and have a much more successful football career. I know it has a long-standing history, but this iteration of Simon Fraser football uh, is not that. And I, I think it's time to bring them back home. I think, well, I also saw another alleged rumor, alleged about Miss Hansen, uh, but I'll leave that until there's more information. Yeah, yeah, if it's the one that uh, I also saw, it could be a pretty big story. Um, a but couple we'll, minutes ago, like an hour ago, I think. Was, yeah, yeah. We'll we wait to see one. what happens there before we actually start talking about it. But man, like to to kind of go back to what you were saying, if it's between no football at all and U sports, which is still competitive, very competitive. Look how many guys are going to the league from from U sports. Um, I understand, I guess, you know, if you, if you wanted, you know, if you chose SFU because of the NCAA aspect, you know, there's still, you can still enter the transfer portal and there's, there's ways to remain in the NCAA. Now, will it be a lot harder? Absolutely. Um, but yeah, for me, if it's between no football and U sports football, I'm, I'm doing my damnedest to, to try to play football somewhere this year but it's gonna be interesting however there's been a lot of support from alumni from now the commissioner of the cfl from u sports from can west from glenn Suter, from farhan Lalji. uh that petition that petition that that farhan Lalji started is uh gained a hell of a hell of a lot of traction. I left out Jim Mullen too. He's been huge um, at, you know, keeping people informed and supporting this whole save SFU movement. Are they going to join U sports? What do you think? Like, I know we're not fortune tellers here, but <laughs> uh, I guess not. What do you think? Like, not, are they going to join U sports? Let's like not try to forecast the future, but like, what do you think the implications are if they join U sports? It excites me as a fan. Uh, implications if they join U Sports. Uh, no, I, I don't know if there's a whole lot of implications other than 
A, Ken West gets another team. B, C gets another team. Um, I think that they slowly, the bigger implication, I think, is that they slowly start to pull the rest of their intercollegiate sports back into U sports. Once they go with football, then they start moving over. And guess what? The whole Canada's only NCAA school, get over it. Find a new marketing ploy. You've beat that one to death over the last decade. Doesn't really make a big difference in your recruiting. Um, If people want to go to the NCAA, they're probably going to go out of conference if it's for a scholarship or out of country and go somewhere nicer. Um, But at the same time, I think that uh, it'd be interesting. It'd be a power dynamic shift, that's for sure, because... um, I don't know. I feel like they would be able to reach more uh, across the country to pull recruits because you see a lot of their recruiting right now is mainly in BC. Um, Whereas you look at, well, let's look at (laughs) the top prospect from the T-Birds this year in late Cordy Moore. He's from Ottawa, Ontario, of all places. So um, I think you'll start to see more of a national scouting approach. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And hopefully, you know, if they do join U Sports, a Shrumble at BC Place, I feel like that would be electric. Uh Shrumble at BC Place would be a yearly thing. I guarantee you. Make it like the Panda game, man. It would. With Amar Doman, you'd actually have it as a countable game. You can play it in season. Oh, Connor, this thing would blow up so fast. For sure. For sure. It'd be like, man, I would, yeah, I would love watching that. You know, if you make it like the Panda game, make it a big thing, have the, you know, the the, the SFU-UBC rivalry. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I thought the Shrumble this year, at the tail end of this year, was was a really, really fun game. It was a one-point game, 18-17. Uh, a couple guys showed out, like, Lake, on both sides, on both sides too. Like, Lake Cordy Moore had a really good game. And then for SFU, the receiver, Ethan, Ethan Besslett, had a really good game as well, four for 106 and a touchdown. I mean, it was a fun game. I think it could be a really good rivalry. Um, but again, that like joining U Sports, getting into U Sports was part of this quote unquote difficult decision for SFU. And again, like I think that was because previously it was that, or I, I think U Sports has a rule where all of your athletics programs have yeah, if to you, be you have in to, U it's sports. all or nothing. You got to be all but in again, or all out. They've come back and said, no, 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 like, we'll help you out with football. There's been reports where they've said, we will take football. Um, but again, we'll see what happens. It's going to be I, interesting. I think the to biggest thing with out. that is, like, U Sports showed, hey, we are willing to work with you on this topic. Yeah. And Simon Fraser was still like, nah, it's it's okay. We don't really want you to help us out. Yeah, well, that was the statement, right? When when she saw when sorry when Teresa Anson saw the petition, that was the statement, right? Like, regardless of this petition, we're moving forward with our dis- decision or whatever. Like, I don't know, man. I'm I'm curious to see how this all falls out. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll get more into this next uh, with Jim Mullen uh, later in the week. But for now, we're gonna table the SFU talks. Uh, and move into our dream picks. Uh, yep, CFL draft coming up. So 
we are going with some of our dream picks here. Um, not necessarily like, I, I think for this draft order doesn't matter. It's just like what player we would love to see on what team. Yep. Absolutely. Connor, you, it was your idea. I'm letting you go uh, first. All right. Well, if you're making me go first, give me a team to start with. BC. All right. BC, the Lions. One of the most electric teams in the CFL last year, I would say. But you lose a big piece of that in Nathan Rourke and James Butler. He's gone. We got to remember that too, right? Um, and a big piece of your offensive line in Joel Figueroa is gone as well. Burnham retired, but you retained some receivers and you still have really good talent, I think, across the board there, especially with some of the up-and-coming guys like your Keon Hatchers. Um, I still do think they need some kind of back-end depth, so I am going to stay with a defensive player here. But I, I think part of me would love to see them somehow nab late Cordy Moore. I, I think just like him being in UB or him being at UBC and then continuing his career with the BC Lions would be pretty cool. I also think he could really help out their front seven kind of anywhere you need him to. Uh, that'd be a good one. Him and the uh, twins there from uh, the Huskies. Nathan Cherry and Bradley Pickett. Yeah, that'd be a that'd be a good matchup. Uh, all right, for me, the BC Lions. To me, the ideal pick, Connor. You know what? I'm going with it. Jake Taylor. Uh, hey, they, I mocked him there. They kept Bola Combo, uh, who obviously is a uh, great Canadian linebacker. Played across the league. I think that Jake Taylor would be a real big uh, add to that. Also wouldn't mind them getting like a Clark Barnes and just letting Dane Evans rip downfield shots to him. I, I'm going to stick with Jake Taylor though. Uh, him learning from Bola Combo, adding some speed to that uh, secondary and defense would be a crazy addition. Yeah, I I mocked him there. I did. Part of me did want to take Jake Taylor here, but the uh, the storyline, I guess, of the BC growth reeled me in. I guess that puts Calgary on the clock, and I will let you start here. Sebastian Howard. Ooh. I would love it. Uh, Connor, think of the size that they would have. Oh, I know. On the offense, Luther, Sebastian uh Hergy, they would be a monstrous receiving core with lots of national talent at that um jake mayor would have a very limited set of excuses as to why the ball is not being pushed down the field at that point yeah with uh with the size and speed that you could then possess at all five spots uh for the calgary stampeders sebastian howard man and, and luther would be ridiculous there's so much length there i'm up with my pick for the calgary stampeders uh we talked about it in the team need show they had a lot of defensive losses but i think they also kept some key pieces with guys like cam judge and jonathan moxie um but i still think there's a lot of defensive needs so my dream fit and i did mock them a defensive player in our first mock draft 
but I'm not sticking with the same guy. My dream fit for them or my dream pick for them is Jonathan Sutherland, the Penn State DB. I think he has so much range. He can do so much. And it would absolutely make their defense better. It would be such such a great spot for him to land because they they have a need for defensive playmakers, but they already still have a solid defense. All right. I like it. I like it. Are you going to Edmonton first? Yeah, I can go back-to-back, I suppose. I want Jake Taylor on the Edmonton Elks. They have a need, again, much like much like the Calgary Stampeders do, they have a need for defensive playmakers. I think they have a need for playmakers in the secondary. You know, I know they have some guys there, but I think he could come in, maybe learn from a guy like Aaron Grimes and and make an impact uh, in Edmonton. I, I think keeping the green and gold on Jake Taylor would be uh, would be pretty sweet. All right, Edmonton, meet Michael Broderick. I like it. Versatile defender who can get after the passer. Connor, I think that that would be a wild Chris Jones-esque fit on defense where you just don't know what he's doing from snap to snap because he could be coming off the edge. He could be playing as a Mac. He could be pushing out as a will. You don't know. I, I think it would be interesting to see what they could accomplish uh, with him on the field. I like it. I like it a lot. Saskatchewan is next. Wait, Connor, wait for it. It's going to be. I think we have the same. I think we have the same pick here. No, I'd love Matthew Bergeron. If if the NFL does, this is dream picks, right? Yeah, Uh, true. So you have to dream big. If the NFL draft for some reason does not take Matthew Bergeron, somebody just does not seven, eight times over, and he doesn't get picked up as a UDFA, and he could make his way into the CFL draft where they are picking third overall, I would love to see him come up and play for the team you are currently supporting with your hat choice. Uh, Connor, dream big, dream for Bergeron. Okay. Okay. I yeah, I in my mind, in my draft mind, there's no way they don't go offensive lineman. They have to. <laughs> they have to. They have to. Um, you can't just throw out another quarterback and say you're gonna get sacked 80 times yeah. this year. But please do better than what you're supposed to. <laughs> it was a franchise record. It was a franchise record last year, the amount of times they got sacked. So yeah, no, I I think they need to fulfill uh the gaping hole that is their offensive line. But that's not my dream pick. You said dream big. I am dreaming big. I am dreaming big. I would like them to pair Keenan Schaefer Baker with Clark Barnes. Get Clark Barnes in that receiving group. I need to see it. Shake my head. All right. Why are you uh, shaking your head? Because you know they need help on the offensive line. Yeah. I know. Dream big. Dream big. Yeah. Well, uh, Connor, they can go get that help with the third overall pick. I, I think Clark Barnes it could be available for them with the 11th pick in the second round. That's potentially a, a spot. Uh, all right. You're it's up for the spot. Winnipeg Blue Bars. I almost said defending Great Cup champions. That's how used to it we've gotten. But they did not win it this year. Where are you going? For me, it's it's tough to pick because they're so damn good. I just don't know 
if they necessarily have any needs, but this isn't needs. This is dream picks. And I'm going to stick with my mock draft here. Phil Grohovac, they just seem to bring in solid Canadian offensive line in Winnipeg. You know that he's going to be hopefully a depth player. We saw it at the combine. He has, you know, pro size, pro strength. So I, I like Phil Grohovac to Winnipeg. You know what? I'm wearing my U of T shirt because Tyler Grizzola just got signed by Winnipeg. Okay, Connor. They've got their offensive lineman. Uh, no, with that being said, I would love if Winnipeg could get Tavis Robinson. Think of the height of Willie Jefferson and the length and height of Tavis Robinson. You are never throwing a short pass against Winnipeg over the middle because it will get thrown back in your face by the defensive lineman. Tavis Robinson, Winnipeg Blue Bomber in the dream world. That would be ridiculous. That would make their front four, front five already more feared than it is. That would be my dream pick for Winnipeg. All right, I'm going into Hamilton, I guess. Ooh, this is a good one for me. All right. I would love, L-O-V-E, love to see Jared Wayne. Wow. Wow. I, I want to see Bo Levi Mitchell just have great the, minds think alike. That was the my most. Pick you lost Stephen Dunbar. You lost Lamar Durant. Um, yes, you kept Tim White. Yes, you added an aging Duke Williams. Keandre Smith showed up for you. Go and get another playmaker. Go and get a Jared Wayne. Uh, not out of the realm of possibilities for him to grab him at four. I think they could add a more impactful player, but Jared Wayne certainly would make a difference in his first year. So I'm going Jared Wayne, the University of Pitt. Yeah, that was my pick. That was my pick as well. For all the reasons that you said, I think, uh, I don't think I really need to expand much more, but I think if you get Bo Levi Mitchell, that type of body to throw to, he's going to be very complimentary to a Tim White who you're going to be able to find for a fade or two down this down this numbers all right you are up then for the defending great cup champions toronto argonauts connor this one might be a bit of a shocker my dream pick for the toronto argonauts is for them to send a package deal to the edmonton elks for trey oh. ford yes yes connor that is my dream pick for Toronto. You know what? I was going to say for BC, my dream pick would be for Nathan Rourke to come back, but I thought it'd be a <laughs> cop out way too early. Uh, yes. Let's free, free Trey Ford. Okay. Free him from the clutches of Darth Sidious, the man who always wears shades. Uh, well, and, and did you see the Chad Kelly stuff that came out? Uh, oh yeah about oh well i'm still on a shit contract well, buddy not even not even that like well yeah he did say that but hey like, he also has nfl looks or whatever yeah yeah so you know he's not long for the cfl um and honestly sass and he he really just needed to show maturity 
I don't really think he's showing that too well by saying, I'm on a shit contract. Well, dude, you kind of played like half of a Grey Cup and that was it last year. So, yeah, you're still going to be on a shit contract for another year. And then yeah. someone will probably back up yeah. the truck for you. But, um, yes, save Trey Ford. Free but, Trey Ford. And I think for Toronto, too, like, if, if you bring in Trey Ford, you don't have to change your playbook if you eventually want to go to him or Chad Kelly leaves, whatever it is, there's similar quarterbacks. They're, they're similar style quarterbacks. Yeah. I, I, I'm really just wanting Trey Forty. I, I do think my bold prediction is going to stand that Chris Jones is going to ditch him out on draft day. Hopefully it's uh, for a couple of picks and a player to the Toronto Argonauts. <laughs> All right. A backup quarterback needy team too. Argos for me. Richard Burton. This is a really weird dream pick, but if you think about what they did with Tommy Neal from McMaster, yeah. um, who's just someone that's stuck and grinded it out on special teams and has gotten chances to contribute on, in the offense, I feel like Richard Burton would be a really cool fit into that style as Tommy Neal kind of reaches the end of his rookie contract. Um, I think they would probably send him back to Queens for the year. Um, so maybe it's not the best dream pick, but I, I would like to see Richard Burton uh, kind of follow that Tommy Neal trajectory through the CFL draft. Yeah, no, I like that. He's a, he's a damn good possession receiver for the Queens Gales. Hopefully he can uh, put together another solid year if he does go back and kind of land somewhere in the CFL because, man, he's got a set of hands. Honorable mention Thomas Bertrand Houdon just because him and AJ Olet would be the most physical backfield by a country mile. <laughs> and and um and Andrew Harris, but you know. <laughs> and Adaboboye. They would what is this? And Adaboboye. Uh, yeah, you're you're right. Yeah, and um, Adaboboye. No, I just think like TBH and Olet, the two of them just enjoy running people over way too much. <laughs> yeah. All right. Auto red blocks for me, Connor. Who in the CFL uses the national position at running back more? Nobody. Enter Adam Williams. Oh. I would love to see it. Uh, Mazzoli utilizes running backs out of the backfield. We know that Gillanders has just retired. Slide up Adam Williams, keep the national spot on your roster, keep the positions similar, let him work in with a Jackson Bennett. That would be a twitchy backfield uh, between the two of them just as national guys. So I'd like Adam Williams, Toronto, not Toronto. Well, I'd like Adam Williams, dream pick by the Ottawa Red Blacks. I like it. I like it. My pick for the Ottawa Red Blacks, is somebody that's already been talked about on this segment, but I'm going Tavis Robinson to the Ottawa Red Blacks. Could you imagine Lorenzo Malden, Lang, and Tavis Robinson? I don't want to see that at all, Connor. Uh, no, I, I Tavis Robinson, like, his body type to me says that he will get drafted by someone in the NFL. Yeah. So I don't think it's realistic that he comes up to the CFL draft. But if for some reason he got put into the CFL draft the week before, he's going number one overall. Number one. 
number one. I like unquestionable. Yeah. So, uh, good pick by you. You are up for the final team, the Montreal Alouettes under new ownership. Who is your dream pick for them? Take a guess. Is it also Trey Ford by chance? No, it's not. <laughs> no, I've already used that one up. I, I dropped my I dropped my shocking shocking take of the week. Uh, this one is all too obvious for me, though, especially because uh, Danny Machocha just came out and said that he firmly believes that Quebec City could support a CFL team. Michael Brodrick from the Montreal Caribbean to the Montreal Alouettes. Pair him with Marc-Antoine Ducroix on the back end. Two U to M players absolutely running amok on the defensive side of the ball for the Montreal Alouettes. That's my pick. I feel like everybody and their dog knew I was going there, though. Can I say, can I say Arnaud De- Desjardins in, when he enters the draft? In two years? Yeah. <laughs> He's our dream pick for the next three years for the Alouettes. Yeah. Uh, all right. I will stick with your defensive theme. But I will not be adding another Carabay. Harrison Bagayogo. Him and Marc Antoine de Croix, three years ruling the backfield. I would love to see it. I think that he would actually he'd be a really good compliment to a Marc Antoine de Croix because A, Marc Antoine de Croix would have less of a field to worry about, and B, even if he did have to range over there can you imagine the ball skills between the two of them going up for passes oh man. Uh, so i'm gonna go with harrison Bagiogo uh as my dream pick for the alouettes can i give an honorable mention for the alouettes yes i was torn between uh michael broderick and charlie ringland for the exact same reasons that you just listed for Bagiogo. yeah charlie ringland's a good pick for them like in all honesty a good pick i just think that Bagiogo could be at like that awkward range where they don't get to pick him in the first round and he's gone before they're up again in the second. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I agree. I think that's it for this week, though. For all oh, for today, time. we've got not for this week. Sorry, for today. That's it for today. Uh, before we do close the show out, I just want to circle back for one quick second. We were talking about jackets at the top of the show. I want to take one second to talk about the green jacket that was awarded yesterday. John Rom, what a comeback. Zach Ertz, what a jinx. <laughs> oh, the man. ultimate announcer's jinx that never came true. Yeah, that was great. Happy for, for John Rom. Happy for John Rom. I also hate live golf, so watching Brooks absolutely fall apart was great. Tweet of the day I saw was, well, if this was the live tour, he'd have a green jacket. But it's not. We got another 18 to play. <laughs> it's great. As much as people are going to use that, playing 30 holes in a in single one day, day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that's what makes John Rahm more, like, impressive is that he just kept going and kept going. And he got shit lucky with that tee shot on 18 oh yeah oh yeah to have it bounce back into the field of play oh Oh, yeah man 
Oh man, and and even to your to your live point, like your green jacket live that to that tweet, Phil Mickelson came out of nowhere, oh. <laughs> so he would have lost to Phil, who went eight under. Yeah, that would have been crazier if Phil Mickelson went what seven or eight under on seven under on the final round, man, and just cashes home the <laughs> another green jacket in his career. No, John Rahm went on a tear. Phil Phil did too, but not enough to not enough to catch no, Rahm. Yeah. Little but too too little too late. Beat out Brooksy though. Yeah, no, Masters was sweet this weekend. It was good. Uh, also want to say that we have NBA playing games tomorrow Ooh. or I guess Tuesday night, so tonight when people are hearing this. Uh no Rudy Gobert. Did you see that? The fight? That was great. That and was then, great. Uh Jaden McDaniels, one of their best young players, also just punched a wall on his way out. Yeah, and it looked broke like his he hand. Like, caught his hand real good too. Yeah. He broke it. He's not he playing. He broke it? Yeah. Oh my word. So the Lakers have the T-Wolves down two of their best two players. Oh my goodness. Two of their best six players, I guess, I'll say. And that, folks, is why you do not punch walls. Smart people that may, may tend to avoid that, but yeah. yeah. And I don't know, as much as I want to see the Raps get in, I don't know if uh, I don't know if they're going to take the Bulls here. No, they're not. The Raptors sealed their own fate of the trade deadline. Instead of tanking, they tried to half tank. Tried to half tank. Well, at least they're not getting investigated at Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, I don't blame Dallas either. They swung big and then they're like, wait a second. We can still get our top 10 protection. <laughs> Hold up, wait, wait. Do you think the NBA is going to find them guilty? Yes, obviously. <laughs> they benched everyone not named Luka Doncic that mattered to their team. And then they even played Luka like a quarter and a half and were like, oh, yeah, dude, sorry. We don't we don't really need you in tonight. <laughs> and then their final game, they gave up how many points to the Spurs in the first quarter? The Spurs of all teams? The Spurs. I know. Oh, what a fall from grace. <laughs> all right, that is it. Enough random sports talk we'll bring more of that probably on thursday uh but for now at connor R. o'neill at wade zank at cf perspective exciting news coming for the month of may stay tuned jim mullen east west bull talk thursday all canadian take care enjoy your nights <laughs>